You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, our friends at Geico and of course uh, Dodge. And we've got a big show for you today. We're going to talk all about the Ford Mustang Mach-E and a little bit of recap on our NHRA drag racing weekend um, and what's going on with Uppity, the Willie T. Rib story? I've got an update on that first. But first, uh, uh, Geico, everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off some dry cleaning, maybe pick up some milk. And now you can add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you'll do today go to geico.com and of course our friends at dodge you don't have to wait for black friday to get a great deal you can hurry into dodge black friday sales event today where it's easier than ever to get a new dodge durango because we've got employee pricing plus and it's going on all month long no matter where the season takes you the dodge durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze because you're behind the wheel of a Dodge Durango. You're behind the wheel of a performance-driven SUV. And whether you're rolling out with friends or family, or you'll be able to fit everyone because Dodge Durango's seven-passenger seating capacity. So no more waiting in line, no more camping out, because Employee Pricing Plus is here all November long. Hurry into your Dodge Black Friday sales event. All right, let's get started. All right. Thank you. Welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea, and Bill Goldberg is on a plane. He's going to Saudi Arabia. There's the first ever Riyadh show, I think it is. It's uh, it's like a SEMA show in the Middle East. And uh, there's a bunch of the guys, you know, our buddies Chris Jacobs and Chip Foose, and a bunch of guys are going over there. And it seemed, uh, it seemed far. <laughs> and... Uh, and somebody needed to be here for uh, LA Auto Show premieres, so uh, that's it. So I'm here, and I'm in the studio doing this, and those guys are flying out. Uh, this week uh, is all of uh, all of the LA Auto Show preview events. So on Friday of this week is the first day of LA Auto Show, and it runs for like 10 days. It's like till December 1st or something like that. And uh, they do like one or two press days, Wednesday, Thursday, or press days. But the days leading up to that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, actually even Sunday uh, beforehand, there are often preview events and debuts and things like that. And they uh, they invite in media and journalists and they show you the cars and you can talk to some of the people behind the cars, the engineers and designers and, and uh Get some information. A lot of that stuff is sort of embargoed. You have to kind of sit on it for a few days. Uh, it allows you to, uh, you know, allows you a few days to create your videos and your stories, and then everybody releases everything at the same time. Uh, but the that's what we're doing this week. It's mostly spending uh, as much time getting out to uh, as many of these events as possible. Uh, I was at a Lincoln Corsair event. Um, I'm heading to uh, 
Uh, I'm heading to Bugatti. I'm heading to Lexus. I'm heading to uh, a number of different events and one of the press days at the LA Auto Show. So hopefully we'll get you a bunch more information about that. And next week, we will have our buddy Alistair Weaver come in from Edmonds and he'll give us uh, an LA Auto Show uh, recap as well. So we'll be able to talk a lot about that. Um, I do want to talk about one significant launch that came up, and that's the Mustang Mach-E. And uh, before we get into that, um, I want to give you guys an update on some of our documentaries. I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for documentaries, information on documentaries, tweeting us. Let's start first and foremost, Uppity, the Willie T. Ribs story. All of you guys that pre-ordered, uh, I just want to say thank you for that and uh, and apologize for the wait. It's a nightmare behind the scenes and confusing to explain, but deals with the networks and Showtime and all these people that sort of held it up. They like to do this thing where they're like, hey, we're interested in that or it's part of a larger overall contract deal. It has like there's an option for it, and then they sit on that option for a long time, and they don't allow us to do anything with it because it's tied up with this option to buy. Um, anyway, uh, all of you that pre-ordered, an email will be going out in the next week or two, and you will be getting uppity. Uh, whether you ordered the DVD, Blu-ray, or a link to download, you will be getting that definitely before Christmas, probably very early December. And everyone on that list should be getting an email regarding that coming from Nate and the guys over at Chassis. Uh, so that's uppity. Um, good. Now, the 24-Hour War, our documentary we did about Ford versus Ferrari. You've heard us talk about it a lot. It is available now on Netflix. If you have Netflix, go and watch it. Um, I understand it's already doing well. It's just been up there for a few days. It's trending. Um, and uh, if you guys went to go see Ford v. Ferrari, I went and saw it this weekend. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was very entertaining. By the way, Matt Damon and Christian Bale crushed it. But Bale, oh, my God, he did such a great job. I don't know if he knows that, but that boy can act. <laughs> he did. Did you see it yet, Chris? I, I haven't seen it. Oh, but come I on, know, I know. You should go see it. Um, they did a great job. Uh, they, you know, they they took a, you know. Uh, by the way, our, we have some friends that worked on the film. Um, our buddy uh, Jeremy Fry, the stunt driver, Tanner Faust. Uh, they all did some driving in there. Um, our friends at Superformance, uh, Lance Stander, and those guys. They supplied pretty much all of the cars, all of the. Uh, the GT40s and Cobras and stuff for the film. Um, it's good. It's entertaining. Of course, it's not 100% accurate. It's a little bit of a Hollywood spin. But you guys are going to enjoy the film. I, I have a hard time sitting in a theater for two and a half hours because I'm so used to watching movies at home. I, I can watch a movie over three days. So I just keep pausing it, moving around, and doing other stuff. But uh, I had no problem sitting uh, in the theater, and, and I really enjoyed the film. So uh, if you enjoyed it, you want to see the real story and uh, go see the 24-Hour War. It's on Netflix. Um, your guys are going to love it. And then also available now at Chassis.com is the Shelby documentary. It uh, I think it dropped, I don't know, this week. So three documentaries. Go to Chassis.com. Uh, the uppity guys, the pre-orders will be getting that soon. Um, and then uh, more news as it as it unfolds. But uh, that's it. So, all right. I want to talk about the Mustang Mach-E. 
this is uh it's a big it's a big launch for Ford um and we want to get into that and then we're going to touch on a little bit of uh NHR drag racing and probably uh a little update on the Ford Lightning but um before we start on the Mustang Mach-E, I'm going to tell you guys about Zorro. We love our friends at Zorro. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. That's why there's Zorro.com, where their number one goal is to make your life easier. It's Zorro, Z-O-R-O.com. It's where you'll find everything you need for your business of almost any size or any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff. For industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, pretty much anything out there. And you'll find brands that you trust and know like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid. And Zorro has amazing customer service for uh, for everyone uh, in the U.S. for sure. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. So visit Zorro.com slash CarCast, sign up for their Z-mail, and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash CarCast, sign up, get 15% off your first order. Okay, now, Mustang Mach-E, there's so many things behind this car, is... Uh, why does Ford release an electric vehicle? Why is it an SUV? Why is it called Mustang? And then is it good? Is it interesting? I'm going to try to adjust, uh, address those things in, uh, in no particular order. We're going to be a little scatterbrained on this one. But, um, but it was, uh, I went to the debut event, and it was very interesting to see. Why call it a Mustang? I'll tell you why. Pretty much because if, if there was a press release that went out and said, Hey man, come see the electric Ford Focus. Uh, no one's going to go to that press event. So um, the Mustang brand is an exciting brand, and they want this vehicle to be an exciting vehicle. So they're calling it a Mustang. Also, Ford wants to start to build up the Mustang brand as a standalone brand. If you think of what Dodge did with Ram. It's just a Ram now, and arguably SRT. SRT is its own brand. Uh, that's what they're doing with Mustang. If you go and look at, uh, you go and look at this vehicle. There's there's no Ford oval. There's no blue oval on the vehicle. It is a Mustang, and now actually, it doesn't even say Mustang on it. It just has the uh, the the pony on it. So. It, it's starting to become a standalone brand. Potentially, there are other vehicles that will fall under the Mustang brand. Um, but of course, if it's if it's going to be called a Mustang, it needs to at least fit the bill for certain things you expect from Mustang. There's a certain amount of performance. There's a certain amount of affordability. Uh, there's definitely a bang for the buck. Uh, factor that you look for in the Mustang. It has to be a little bit muscular, uh, and that's where this SUV sort of fits into that lineup, um, which is which is good, which is interesting. So um, some people are going to not mind the Mustang name on this thing, and some people will hate it. I don't think anyone's going to love it, but you're either not going to care or you're not going to like it. Um, so anyway, the explanation is the Mustang brand is a standalone brand. This is going to fall into that lineup. So let's take that away now. Let's let's remove the Mustang name off of it. 
And let's talk about the vehicle. Is the vehicle interesting? And I would say, yes, it is interesting. <laughs> and everybody has to do something electric at some point, right? We don't have much of a choice. It's going to happen. Some car manufacturers are moving to all electric. Uh, uh, Polestar, the spinoff brand from Volvo and uh, other brands are going to be doing that. Um, of course, Tesla, of course, we know that. But uh, that's built from the ground up that way. So Ford has to have an electric vehicle. And how did they do on this? First of all, when you get to see the the Mach-E in person, I think you're going to kind of like it. The profile is good. It's aggressive and it it has good lines to it. Uh, when you get to the back, it has an interesting characteristic on the taillights and it has sort of the, the three-bar taillights on the left and right that uh, feel like the Mustang. But you need to get up on it in person to see the depth of it, how it comes out and goes in. Uh, it's not just three bars straight up. It's like the three vertical bars with a horizontal bar going through it. Um, so it's something that you have to kind of see in person. The roof line of it is very interesting. It has very much of a of a of a fastback uh, look to it, but it doesn't impede on headroom too much. Because if you look closely on the photos, look at the bodywork that you see painted body color. Look at the blue. Look at the red. Look at uh, look how steep it goes in the back. It drops down. It gives it sort of a fastback style, but above it, blacked out, is more of a roof line, sort of a hidden roof line, if you will, that allows for more headroom and stuff. So it's an interesting design characteristic that I actually do kind of like. Um, The whole black roof treatment to give sort of a floating roof and pillarless design and tinted windows with black uh, B pillars and C pillars, that that's happening on pretty much everything, but this is sort of an extension of that where it's a blacked out roof panel, part of a roof panel that uh, gives the profile from whatever 20 feet away uh, a really nice aggressive look. Uh, I think what you guys are going to be talking about or certainly uh, – have opinions about are going to be the front grill treatment on this. Um, there are there are several variations of the Mach E. There's uh, basically a base model and a GT model, and then two wheel drive, four wheel drive, different batteries. Uh, we'll get into that, but the base model has that body colored out grill. The GT has a simulated honeycomb grill. Obviously, there's no grill on it. It's just a, a, a graphics treatment. Um, I really think the GT grill looks significantly better. But here's the good news. If you get the base model and you don't like the grill, I'm sure for 99 bucks you can go to the dealer and get the GT grill or the sticker or something to go for it or just wait a couple of months and for $19 on Every aftermarket company or eBay, you can get something that'll that'll go on the front if you want to do that. Um, the colors are fantastic. Uh, um, I saw uh, a, the launch edition red. It's kind of a, a dark metallic red. I saw I saw their bright blue, which looks a hell of a lot like uh, uh, the Jaguar F Pace SVR blue. Um, and I saw the white and. It's funny because Goldberg is not a fan of white vehicles. I am a huge fan of white vehicles. And although this is sort of a metallic white, 
Uh, it didn't really look that good on the vehicle, and uh, maybe it's because of the white grill and the blacked out treatment on the on the roof. Uh, I'd be interested in seeing the GT, the Mach E GT in white. I think once you put the grill and stuff on it, I think it might change it a little bit. Um, but the blue is fantastic, and uh, I'm sure there's several versions of sort of a silver or gray, and I kind of like what's going on with the gray. Although it feels a little bit more like conventional SUV and a little less like sports car. And I think they kind of want to go for a sports car. Um, but uh, interesting. I, I it, It's very it's very interesting. I think you guys might – I think you guys might might dig it. Um, I'll go through some of the uh, some of the notes here and, uh, and and go through some of the specs. What we know is, uh, like we said, there's there's a base model and there's a GT, and then there's the GT Performance Edition. The base model has a range of about 230 miles, I believe, uh, and it starts at forty three thousand dollars and change. Now there is a seventy five hundred dollar tax credit across all models, but you really got to read the fine print on the tax credit because if you take the tax credit, you actually have to report it like on your taxes as income. So, uh, And different income levels um, don't apply. So uh, it's, not, it's not that easy to just say everything, whatever the base price is, take $7,500 off. It's not quite that easy. Potentially, you could qualify for it, but you need to look into the details on that and how that tax credit works. But um, but it does qualify. The base model GT, all the Mach-E's do qualify for the tax credit. It's a matter of if you do or not. So um, the base model, 230-mile range, 0 to 60 in mid-fives. Let's call it five and a half seconds. And I uh, and you get that in a rear wheel drive or all wheel drive. I don't want to say two wheel drive because I don't want you to be confused and think it's front wheel drive. Um, th- as far as I know, it's rear wheel drive. That's what they kept telling us. Maybe on the base model it's different, but I can't imagine why it would be um, rear wheel drive or all wheel drive. Mid five seconds for the base model. The GT steps up. And gets you in the under four second range. It's probably going to be about three nine or so, maybe four seconds. But they were saying under four seconds. But then the GT has an optional performance package, a performance edition, and it gets you mid three second range. That's not just you know Tesla territory. That's Mustang GT five hundred territory. So. Uh, you can get the vehicle, uh, the GT Performance Edition. It comes out to about uh, 459 horsepower and 612 pound-feet of torque. That gets you into the mid three seconds, zero to 60 range. I believe that's in the rear-wheel drive version. I'm not sure about the all-wheel drive version, but uh, I believe uh, uh, you know, Traction and whatnot will always be an issue, but also weight because you add the front motors, uh, the electric motors to the front. Um, as I said, the base battery, right, not necessarily in the base model, just the base model, but the base battery gets you uh, about 230-mile range. And then the extended battery, which is an option, will get you up to 300 miles uh, range. And I believe the 300-mile range is 300 miles 
with an extended battery and a rear-wheel drive platform. If you get the all-wheel drive platform, I think you're somewhere in the 280 range, 280-mile uh, range. Um, but uh, they they didn't have all of the details on it. That's just based on some of the conversations that we had with those guys. So uh, good, good range, I would say. The Mustang GT Performance Edition will also come with Magna Ride suspension. And I love that because you've heard me talk about it before, driving the Mustang High Performance, EcoBoost, uh, the Bullet, um, even the the uh, the GT500. Magna Ride is phenomenal and allows adjustments. Um, and what I thought would be interesting is pretty much every piece of software on the Mach-E is updatable over the air. So... Anything that needs to be adjusted on the car via software, the car is always connected and uh, it can get updates, including MagnaRide. I'm not sure how that applies to the aftermarket, but we know that there's companies that are modifying suspension with MagnaRide just with a tune, like uh, RideTech, a great suspension company, um, big innovators over there. They sell modules now, I believe, for Corvettes uh, that you plug this in and it tunes the magnetic ride on the Corvettes or whatever the brand name is for Corvette. It tunes it and it gives you more aggressive uh, suspension handling. It gives you more uh, aggressive handling. So it's uh, pretty interesting that you're going to be able to do on the fly, uh, over the air uh, adjustments to the car. Um. Pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting uh, uh, specs on it that we were getting into. Um, as far as the size, when you get up and see it in person, it's about Porsche Macan uh, size. Um, it's arguably a little quicker than a Porsche Macan. I want to say uh, the GT, like I said, is under four seconds, zero to 60, which is you know, Porsche Macan turbo range and uh, – and the GT Performance Edition uh, pretty much beats uh, a Macan Turbo, and it beats a 911 GTS, which is which is uh, pretty good, pretty interesting. Um, the Mach E will also have a uh, it'll also have Brembo brakes. Uh, you can get it with available Brembos um, and their new uh, their newest calipers on it. Um, it has, uh, you know, like we said, the Magna Ride and active suspension. Um, I went for a ride in one of these things, and it was interesting. We were at uh, LAX in one of the offshoot uh, areas where the uh, you know private planes are, and they had a Mach E all-wheel drive but base model. And that's somewhere in the zero to 60 in the five and a half range and like the 230 mile. Uh, actually, it was it was all wheel drive, extended range battery, um, all wheel drive. So I believe it's something like a 280 mile range and uh, mid five, zero to 60. Um, and we did a very, very quick, you know, 60 second run in this thing is we went up one way and did a slalom around the cones, uh, and it was good. Uh, it, it felt great. It felt tight. Um, it handled it uh, It handled it well. Of course, the sensation in it is weird uh, because there's no real engine noise, um, so they kind of pretty much ran it in a quiet mode. 
Uh, and then uh, and then we stopped, and we, they wanted to do a launch with it. They don't have much room. We couldn't do like zero to sixty or you know eighty or a hundred. They do basically zero to fifty. And it's funny because I'll post the video up on uh, up on my social media. I'll see it up on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Motorator. Um, the video is tough because it's at night and it's kind of uneventful, but in it, it's it's pretty quick. Even that mid five zero to sixty is pretty quick, and there are different um, there are different settings in the vehicle, and one of the settings uh, gives it. A more aggressive sound. It's not an engine sound, but it's not the whine from the electric motors. Uh, I'll find it and tell you what it's called. But they do build in a little bit of a of sort of a performance sound to it, um, which uh, which is an interesting. It's an interesting option, I guess. It we like some sound. That's kind of be the biggest thing is people are like, what is it going to sound like? I like the sound. Uh, the Mustang to me always says sound. It always sounds like, you know, that V8 sound or, or, or nowadays we, you know, the GT 500s and the Mustangs and the bullets, they have various stages of exhaust using valves. You can go quiet mode, normal mode, sport mode, track mode, I believe. Um, so the Maki does have a little bit of that, uh, they build in some sort of sound to it. Um, inside the vehicle, uh, it, it looks very much like a Ford. It has Ford's soft touch. It has Ford's leather. It has the contrast stitching. It, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It has a, uh, a a lot of that has similar. It has the dial for the drive and reverse and stuff. It has uh, that, like um, I think some of the Ford SUVs do. Um, but what is unconventional is it has a very Tesla-esque giant screen. It has a 15.5-inch screen, um, which uh, it's fine. It's, you know, I, I, I don't really care either way on these things. This is just the way it is. I, I, they all seemed a little tacked on and big for me, but um, it is what it is. However, in front of you, it has a, a f- sort of a small rectangular digital screen for your speedometer and some of the other uh, uh, information it needs to tell you. I didn't love that. I felt like because it's Mustang, it should have a, a you know, sort of a gauge pod or make it all digital, but but give it a little, a, a little bit of shape, put a pod up there, give it a, a little bit more. Like I just felt like staring at like the, the rectangular digital screen in front of me um it didn't feel uh sports car-y for me it felt a little too i don't know so a little too mm, autonomous a little too demolition man a little stallone electric car drive yourself kind of thing uh uh i don't know what what was the other um what was the Will Smith one where he goes after the robots and I robot I robot right yeah like it felt a little kind of like that and uh, although I think he had an Audi in that one um, but uh, I don't know it just felt so futuristic like you're taking a little bit of that away so um, that part I missed on the interior but the rest of it was fine we went for a ride they put th- uh, they put two people in the back and I was in the front and then one of the engineers drove you could fit three people in the back I don't think. You'd, you'd fit three big people in the back, but you could fit three people in the back for sure. Um, 
of course, it has the latest generation of sync and all this other stuff. Um, the the technology in it on the touchscreen and stuff is actually it's actually pretty pretty cool. They we're starting the, right now. We're we're like we're plugging in our phones, and our phones are doing interfaces for CarPlay and things like that. But uh, they're taking it a step further and trying to put as many of those features right onto the screen uh, that you would normally have your phone uh, have on your phone. So um, uh, that kind of stuff is pretty interesting. As far as uh, as far as the battery power stuff, um, Ford is saying that. Eighty percent of people charging electric vehicles, that charging is done at home. So they're saying, "All right, so expect a charger at home. If you plug it into your wall, you plug it into your normal one ten outlet. Uh, is one ten, one twenty? I guess it's one ten. Uh, if you just plug it into there, it takes. Uh, it takes a little while. I think it takes eight eight. The ten hours or something like that to uh, to to charge the battery. But if you get the two forty volt, um, it uh, it it charges in less than half the time. Um, and Ford's mobile charger that you plug the mobile charger basically you install it in your garage uh, or wherever at work or something, and uh, it uh, it can get you. Uh, it can get you a range of basically 22 miles per hour of charging on a 240 volt system, uh, which is about the same as a conventional oven. Um, the quick charger that you can install uh, actually will get you uh, 45 miles, 47 miles of range in about 10 minutes. Um, actually, that works on the fast charger network that's out in the public. You know, whatever. I go to Santa Monica Mall. It's not a fast charger. It's a conventional charger or something like that, and it's fine. But there are a few fast chargers that are out there, um, the public ones, not just the Ford one at home. And it will get you the 47 miles in uh, in 10 minutes of charge. So uh, it's good. I, I mean, I like it. But, uh, again, I, I don't I don't think anybody getting one of these is uh, is not putting a charger at home. Uh, Ford actually teamed up with Amazon as well. Amazon Home uh, has installers. They have a huge installer network of electricians and and whatever. So if you get a Mach-E and you want to get the charger and install it at home, they partner with Amazon Home and they'll find an installer and come over and get it done for you. So that's a that's a good little good little partnership for them. Um, other features that we like are. Uh, uh, a uh, f- uh, f- phone as a key, right? So we had this conversation before when we were driving the Lincolns. You could grab your key fob and walk up and drive your vehicle, or you can walk up and type the code into the uh, B pillar on the door and drive your vehicle, or you can just put the phone in your pocket. It uses Bluetooth. You walk up to the vehicle. The vehicle wakes up, and then as you get closer, it unlocks, and you can get in your vehicle, and you can do it, and you can pretty much do that uh do that anywhere. So we like Ford as a key uh, as well. Um, 
So that's it. I, you're going to have to start seeing the pictures. You're going to have to start seeing the videos. And you got to have to keep an open mind because they're calling it a Mustang. But uh, but it is it, it's a, it's an interesting vehicle. They're taking deposits on it right now. You can go to Ford.com. You can go to the Mustang page or the Mustang Mach E page, and you can get a five hundred dollar deposit. I believe it's a refundable deposit. You can put your order in. I believe they start shipping the beginning of uh, next year, maybe Q1 or Q2 next year. Uh, however, the GT model will, will be out r- roughly a year from now, I believe. I think it's a 2021 model, not a 20. Um, and uh, that comes out a little bit later. So uh, if you want to get into a base model, you can do that soon. If you want the GT, uh, it's a it's a year later. Um, and then the performance pack on that, uh, I guess, will be available right away. They were kind of unclear about that. But we'll try to find out some more as this comes along. Now, there's been a lot of questions floating around on social media as well. Um, the Mustang Mach-E is not replacing the Mustang, <laughs> right? We still have our EcoBoost Mustang. We have our sports car. We have our, our GT500. Like there's, that would be silly. And obviously the, you guys who listen to this show know that's not the case, but I don't know why a lot of people thought that. Uh, what was it? Two or three weeks ago, I was just in Vegas driving the new GT500, drag racing it. There's no way they're going to do a huge press event there and go, hey, come drive the new GT500. But also, we're going to kill the Mustang and just and just make the Mustang Mach-E. No, they're not going to do that. So this is a new addition to the lineup. Um, so I, I'm not sure why that came up or why that was uh, even out there. But um, but that's that's what's going on with that. Uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about uh, Dodge as well. Dodge uh, Challenger, Dodge Charger. Hurry into your local Dodge local Dodge dealer where they bring you performance, technology, and great deals. You don't have to wait until Black Friday to get a great deal because right now Dodge is offering power dollars. With power dollars, you'll get $10 off for each horsepower of your new vehicle. That's every 2019 Dodge Charger and every 2019 Dodge Challenger. That means you can buy a 2019 Dodge SRT Hellcat Red Eye and receive an almost $8,000 cash allowance. So if you get more power, you get more off. It's that simple. Hurry into your Dodge Black Friday sales event today and take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. And I believe they run that uh, all month long. So go uh, check that out. So we're going to talk to our friend uh, Daniel. Daniel was – Chris will get him on the phone. Daniel – was one of our winners of the NHRA tickets, and uh, he went out there both days, Saturday and Sunday. I went out there. Uh, went out there Saturday, and uh, went out there Saturday. Uh, met up with our buddy Ron Caps, and met up with our friends from Jegs, and uh, uh, spoke with Jeg Coughlin Jr. and. And uh, and his uh, his team over there went up into the tower and watched uh, some of the drag racing. It is such an experience. I, I went out there with a couple friends, and uh, and one of them had never been to drag racing before. You're walking around the pits. You realize how loud it is. But I said, let's go to the starting line and feel it. Feel what it's like to be next to. I don't know, 10,000 horsepower per car. So 20,000 horsepower in the starting line. And uh, they were just blown away, like literally just blown away, like almost blown over. Um, anyway, so let's get Daniel on the line. Hold on one second. Hey, Daniel. Yeah, this is Daniel. 
Hey, man. How are you? Welcome to CarCast. I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Good. Uh, you still got nitro up your nose, in your lungs? How is... Uh, oh, man. How is... Yeah, yeah. I'm still still, still feeling the burn, the, the aftermath of uh, two days out there at the track. So did you go one day, two days? Uh, two days, Saturday and Sunday. It was, you know, unbelievable as usual. Um, not, nothing like it in sports. We were just talking about it here, saying uh, I went out with a friend and... Uh, uh, a couple of friends, and they never got a chance to experience drag racing before. And even when you're walking around the pits, you can definitely hear it. It's it's shaking the earth. Uh, but when you get up to the starting line or sitting in the grandstand somewhere in the front row and you get to feel it, it's like nothing you've ever felt before. 20,000-plus horsepower running down the track simultaneously is is pretty intense, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, it just, it, it vibrates your whole body, the, the hairs, you know, in your ears and back of your neck, everything just, just standing on end. Uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, we were talking about uh, our friends at JEGS, and uh, thanks to JEGS, they put this whole thing in motion for us. They made it possible for uh, for us to go out there and, um, and, uh, and meet with them. And uh, Jeg Coughlin Jr., uh, was uh, was the winner of the weekend. He took his Wally home, and their teammate Erica Anders won uh, the Pro Stock Division. She's the she's the champion, and I believe three years in a row, uh, Jags was uh, the. I don't I don't think it's three years in a row, but but definitely the third time uh, for uh, for runner up, right? For runner up on on the championship. Um, yeah, some yeah yeah something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if this is the second or the third year, but. Uh, uh, but they're they're getting there, man. It's uh and it's fantastic. Um, and uh, did you get a chance to go over and uh and meet with any of the team? Yeah, I sure did. I went over and met with um with Woody, and and he um took my wife and I through the trailer and and showed us some of the the gears and and the, the clutch kit, and you know just um oh you saw you know, the gear wall. The, yeah, yeah, you know, incredible. Just it, and the the math that goes into putting these things together is is um really really something to see. They they change that throughout the course of the day depending on the weather. If they if they hit the track early and it's cool out, and then later it gets warmer and the track gets hotter, you know, track temperatures could be 120 degrees. And uh, over the weekend, they'll uh, they got to set the car up different. So you kind of got to yeah, peek yeah. behind the curtain yeah, of yeah, what it, it takes. Yeah, it's it's remarkable, you know, just um, the, the ingenuity and, and the the thought process that goes into everything and, and how detailed it is, you know, really down to, um, down the last few seconds before they, before they make their pass. Did you stick around? Like, like right now we have the daylight savings time thing going on. So the sun goes down at five o'clock or even before that, but, uh, and drag racing still happens. Did you get to see any of the night racing? Oh yeah. The, the, the header flames, you know, are, um, just, just spectacular. Um, to see that see those things lit up and just burning down the track is uh is incredible. Now, do you have a have you been to you've been to drag racing before? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been going probably about uh, twenty five years now. Well, there you go. Do you have a do you have a favorite out there? A favorite team? Favorite driver? Favorite class? Funny car? Top fuel? Pro stock? What's your? Uh, uh, you know, probably 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 a funny car is probably a favorite class and and with the teams you know it's really it's hard to root against um john force racing and, and everything that that they're about um mm-hmm. you know it, but it's always fun to root for some of the the smaller teams that, that the single owner uh you know the single team uh, um single car teams that um try to try to make it you know week to week 
Yeah. There was a, quite a few. I, I saw quite a few of, of several cars out there just uh, kind of running on their own, looking for sponsors. They're running without sponsors, and they're struggling and doing it all out of their pocket. And uh, But, uh, you know, I, I love that about them. They're just sort of the grassroots guys. Uh, and some of them aren't grassroots, but some of them are. But some of them have been doing it for a while, and it's always tough to – to, to get up sponsors, it's amazing. You don't just walk in and, and there's money available. Like if you're a driver and you're trying to get a seat in a car, uh, these days you're responsible for going to get some of that money as well. So it's a it's a it's a hell of a business. Yeah, it really is. You know, and, they, and they've got to sell themselves. They've got to um, sell themselves to not only to the fans but to the sponsors to, to get that um, get that backing that can can keep them going down the road. Uh, um, you know, track to track. Yeah, and one of the one of the things I love about uh, the car world in general, but um, uh, especially uh, going to like when we go to Monterey for the vintage racing, you know, everyone is so nice to everybody. But even in a real competitive nature like NHRA, all of those teams, all those guys are so friendly. They all they all know each other. They all have a beer with each other. They they get the competition. They know they're out there to have a good time and put on a good show and, and, and be safe. And, uh, you know, you mentioned guys like, like John Force. John Force is, is definitely at the tip of the iceberg uh, as far as, as a, a team that helps to develop, uh, you know, safety features and, and, and trickle that down to NHRA and all the other teams. So there's a lot going on that those teams do to make this sport last. You know, they really want uh, this thing to keep going. Yeah, of course. You know, with with John Force Racing and, and the loss of Eric Medlin, and um, you know they're right there on the forefront of um, trying to make sure that something like that never happens again. Yeah, I tell you, you walk up on some of those cars, and you, you know you see the roll bars, and you see them getting strapped in. I was watching uh, uh, Ron Caps get uh, get literally bolted into his funny car. Like they they put a big heat shield on him and he's like he's he's bolted in there underneath metal i'm sure he's got some sort of uh actions uh that he can perform to get out of the vehicle quickly but as he's getting in there it's like a team of people bolting him in and uh, uh all that safety stuff you look at it you're like man you're going over 300 miles an hour these things explode and sure enough uh I guess one of the last runs, um, uh, I think Caps blew the engine, and uh, he's good. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, he had a, had a nice little uh, um, nice little party there going down down the, the track for, um, for the, on Sunday. Oh, yeah, just a ball of fire going 300 miles an hour down the track, which is uh, incredible to see, but and it's good that he's he, he made it out of there uh, all in one piece and uh, getting ready for, uh, for the next season. I think they're going to take a little break first and then go next season. But um, All right, Daniel, I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. Huge uh, shout out to Jags and HR, NHRA for making this possible for us to go out there and uh, enjoy the weekend. Um, and uh, it was a great event. Pomona is a great track, by the way. If you guys get out there, uh, uh, get a chance, go see some drag racing. Um, I'm I'm very excited to uh, to uh, to say that. Uh, working with uh, working with uh, Bristol Track and, and NASCAR, we sent people to NASCAR this year. We sent people to IndyCar at Laguna Seca, and uh, and we sent people to uh, NHRA to experience some racing live. So um, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that again. But uh, Daniel, thanks so much for uh, for calling in. Have a good one. Oh no, I appreciate it. you too, Matt. Thanks.
All right. So uh, it sounded like he had fun. I know he's been out there before, and and he went out both days. He's a he's a he's a diehard uh, uh, drag racing fan. So um, it was good. And uh, the guys at Jags gave him a real kind of backstage tour. Um, before we wrap up, last little update on uh, on the car projects. Uh, round two starts on the uh, on the Ford Lightning. Um, like we said at SEMA, we did. You know, did the wheels, did all the cosmetic stuff, did the uh, the JL audio sound system, uh, uh, all that stuff, and lowered it. And now it's back over to my friends at Galp, and we're we're fixing a few things um, during this uh, LA Auto Show week. They are uh, going to be installing my custom big brake kit from uh, uh, from Little Shop Manufacturing. Uh, we were able to develop. A 14-inch, uh, six-piston front and four-piston rear brake system, disc brake system, that will work with the rear ABS brakes that uh, come factory on it. So I'm looking forward to a big brake hit. Um, and I've had this idea for a while on uh, improving the steering. So we're taking out the Ford steering box. We're going to have to cut the frame, custom mount the Flaming River quick ratio steering box. I'm going to do a solid steering shaft instead of the rag joint stuff. And and uh, we'll go from a 17 ratio, 17 to 1 to a 12, I think 12 and a half. I think it's 12 to 1 ratio. It should be a night and day difference. So um uh, anyway, I'll post some photos and give you more updates on that. But uh, that's it. We're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here. And uh, next week, uh, we should have uh, Goldberg calling in, or our friend Alistair Weaver coming in and giving us a little auto show recap. So uh, next time for uh, Chris and uh, and Bill, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.